0: You're listening to The Profile.
1: Hi, welcome to The Profile podcast. I'm Andy Peck. For the past 17 years, I've been interviewing Christian leaders in the church and charity worlds and in the wider culture. It was John Maxwell who famously said, leadership is influence. It's our prayer that these conversations will help you in whatever spheres you have influence for God whether in the home, at church, in your workplace or elsewhere. The show is brought to you by Premier Christianity magazine, the UK's leading Christian magazine. Get full online access and the print magazine every month by becoming a subscriber. See special offers available now at premierchristianity.com. You probably recall the time in the Gospels when Jesus met with James and John, and they suggested that they should be either side of Jesus on his throne. The text says that the rest of the twelve were indignant, but unseemly though the discussion was, it led to Jesus correcting their words. Jesus says that leadership in the kingdom is of a very different calibre to the world around, and pointed out that he, the Son of Man, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Fast forward 2,000 years, and it would seem that many Christians in leadership have forgotten what Jesus was saying. Someone keen to redress the balance is Steve Robinson the pastor at Cornerstone Church Liverpool he's written a book outlining what true Jesus shaped leadership looks like the book is entitled serve and I'm delighted he joins me on the leadership show so welcome Steve to the leadership show thank you good to see you uh, a little on your background first I'm talking to you in Liverpool this is where you grew up yeah
0: i, I actually the the area that i I, I live now and the church that I lead is in the area where I grew up. So I, oh, I've wow. never, I never moved. So it gives us lots of opportunities as well. And people remember me when I was younger, wow. but thank, thankfully I didn't do too much too wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so I'm born and bred in Liverpool. I'm married to Sean and we have four children, uh, Ella, Lily, Elijah, and, and Joshua. And I'm the, the pastor of Cornerstone Church, Liverpool, which is, the, our church building is just off the famous Penny Lane that the Beatles sing about. Them. So uh, sure. yeah, so we
1: well we have a worldwide audience, and they've heard of Penny Lane, no doubt. So oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I just need if anyone
0: wants to travel to Liverpool, they're more than welcome to come and see it. It is the most disappointing street in the world. <laughs> I think they're expecting a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. When, when, when they when they come. So yeah. So um, I've been a Christian since I was young, and by God's grace, um, just you know, grown through different phases in life. He's been really kind to me. In, in, in many different ways.
1: And and Steve, you, you're, the title of your book is Serve. Um, um do you remember a moment when you thought, hey, I'm I'm gonna wanna serve God? Was that when you came to faith or a bit after or it's interesting really
0: um I've I've you know I grew up in a Christian home but my both my parents um they had no Christian background at all. They both became Christians when they were teenagers and so I'm like second generation Christian in a in our home and we were part of a a, a wonderful church that the, the we didn't have a church building so basically what what, what happened was um well, we had a very small church building which we outgrew so everything seemed to happen in people's homes and then I remember at a young age um I was about nine or ten we started renting a school and my dad was one of the deacons and his job was to set up church every single um every single week so he dragged me along so I'm lifting churches and moving to. Here. so on one level from that perspective helping in the church and serving in the context of church on a Sunday. Um, that's happening from a young age. But what I've been I grew up in in and I was immersed in the waters of serving. My parents loved Jesus, they're at home. We had people in 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 our home all the time. And as I've grown and as I've matured to see that that everything the Lord gives us and everything that we experience uh, are are on our accidents, the things that the, the 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 He sovereign sovereignly Um, has planned for us and he shapes us and we can use them whether that's our strengths or weaknesses or experiences and by God's grace that's happened so to answer your question I can't think of a particular moment but there are there are times I think as I've grown that the Lord has provoked me and obviously I've made some decisions about leaving particular jobs to go and become pastor uh, and serve in particular ways uh, but there's been uh, there was no specific moment I'm just thankful that I've I've been around people, especially with my parents, who it's just been second nature to them to serve Jesus in in, in with what they have and, and who they are.
1: No, that's good to hear, Steve. And you are in the police. It used to be called force. It's called something different now, isn't it? Police force, police. You worked as a policeman.
0: I think I think it was. it was, it's called police service now, is police it? Police service, like that? that's right. Service, yeah. yeah. Um uh, gotta take away the force because we don't wanna, you know. We don't want the criminals to feel up too uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 clearly, clearly you got my uh, my feeling <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I became a police officer when I was 19 years of age. I left school at 18 and um, ended up working for the police uh, uh, as an administrative assistant. And then nine months later, I actually joined the police force, which is what I always wanted to do. Apart from being a professional footballer or soccer player, depending on who's listening, uh, I realised uh, that that wasn't going to happen. So uh, I wanted to join the police. And, and I was I, the youngest police officer, I think, or one of them, definitely, the youngest police officer in Merseyside. Um, so I was 19 years of age. I went from being a schoolboy um, to a man overnight wow. with the things I had to deal with. And and the, the power that you're given in terms of the, what the law gives you as a police officer, but also... Money and different things, and it was a a really uh, refining time for me. Also a difficult time, but uh, I did thoroughly enjoy my time, and I served as a police officer till I, till I was twenty five.
1: And it's a great metaphor for for service, isn't it? Because you have a authority given by the law, as yeah. Jesus gives us authority for service.
0: Absolutely, uh, and you know, um, and again, you know, the, the, the tensions that that came with being a police officer, especially young, but also the tensions that when you give somebody that. That, that opportunity and that the power, I guess, to some extent, there are tensions on how you use what has been given to you in, the, in, in, in for good and, and 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 unfortunately at times, I guess, and we see it, don't we, for for ill. Um, and I guess that also happens when, when we, we, we think about how we serve. Are we serving from, from our own self-centered nature or are we serving to bring glory to God and the good of the people that we're seeking to serve in those contexts? So, you know, my time in the police force, obviously, that is a, a good good metaphor uh, for that. And at the end of the day, I made an oath when I was a police officer to that I would serve the Queen at the time and 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 the community so the, the the call or you know the vocation of being a police officer was very much outward primarily um and that's the same for us as god's people in the sense that we are to we we save him we save him primarily but we're saving him to serve outward so his glory and and his character is reflected in how we how we live and save other people
1: steve you write in the book about uh the replanting of a of a struggling church in liverpool Uh, which which became cornerstone eventually um some people think it's actually better to kind of kill off a church (laughs) and then start something new than it is to replant it so tell me about the change agent uh lessons that you picked up as you were reworking an existing church must have been very tough
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So I, uh, after leaving the police force, I went and worked for a Christian a relief and development agency. So I spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe and Africa, particularly, and I was working with churches and those churches were planting churches in their cities with no money. And they were just they had this real heart and design. God did a work on my heart. So my, my, my initial calling I think was to be a church planter, but the road that that happened was that I ended up being asked if I would go and be a pastor of a small brethren assembly they had 15 people so for them to ask to have someone as a full-time pastor was a big change for them that conversation ended up in me taking a team and working alongside the existing um uh, uh eldership and the existing membership of the church and god's been very kind to us in that it's interesting what you say in terms of that people do say it's easier to um uh, to give birth than raise the dead i mean that's a <laughs> yes. <they, they> tend, <laughs> t- t- tends to happen and uh and, and and I guess to some extent that's true because you know, if you look into plant a church, it's easy, have your own easy, it's not easy, it's very hard. But what I mean is you can have your own thoughts, the team can be united when you're trying to help people change and the pain of that and trying to point people, that's been particularly difficult. But one of the things that I think really helped me was that when you read in Revelation chapter one to three, what you see is the Lord Jesus pursuing existing churches. Five of those seven churches were struggling. Some of them realized, some of them didn't. And the Lord was pursued them. So I had this inbuilt conviction that that this was the right thing to do. And God was incredibly kind. And also, I think he prepared me working in the police force. And I worked with a lot of volunteers who were elderly when I worked for the charity as well. um, That prepared me to engage in, in this context.
1: Wonderful. Um, so, Steve, you, you've spent time thinking about serving and um, obviously writing this book. What, what were you hoping to accomplish in, in writing the book?
0: Two things, really. First, Firstly, it was a book that could be put into the hands of people who are new Christians. I think so often... Um, especially in our context, there's uh, here that people are becoming, uh, are becoming Christians and I have no grid of what it is to be a Christian. They have no grid of what it is to, to be God's people. And they're here in terms like like um, service or ministry or or, you know, serving God in, in some context. So it was a book so we could put into the hands of new believers to help them figure out what does it mean for me to now be part of the church? and for me to serve God and God's people and, you know, the wider community as well. That was the first thing. But also that the book could be read by people who've been Christians for a long time that may have grown weary with their service um, and pointing people to scripture and encouraging them. But also um, what comes with that sometimes as we've become Christians, we we can become distracted by the cares of the world, but also as followers of Jesus, if we find ourselves... Um, sinning in some way or having some difficulty that we, we may disqualify ourselves from serving God. Now I appreciate there are certain things that may disqualify us from serving certain offices, but never are we disqualified from serving God in, in general terms. So it was the book to put into the hands of new believers, but also to put, put into the hands of those of us who are older and may have grown weary in our service, just so they could, they could be greatly encouraged that, that we have a God that, that that calls us to save him and there's a delight in that and there's a joy in that and there's blessing in that. Um, and even if all we can do is sit in a chair and pray, we do that for the glory of God and he, he is delighted in
1: that. Uh, Steve, you've probably seen the stats of uh, church leaders post-COVID. Uh, many have been close to burnout. Many have been threatening to quit. You, you've just talked about people being weary. Some Some people listening will be thinking, this is you know, this is hard work. <laughs> Have you got any thoughts uh, of uh, maybe your from your own personal experience of of hitting walls or hitting tough times and, and how you rejuvenate your spiritual life, maybe even your physical life?
0: Yeah, I think I think um I think for me personally, and I, you know, I say this uh, not to say that this is a silver bulletin in a way, but as but I think gratitude has been really helpful for me. So the reality is this, is when we follow Jesus, He he's made the promise that this is going to be difficult for us. You know, we're called to carry a cross, not a cushion. So this is going to be <laughs> difficult. And if we're looking to serve the, the the Lord Jesus in the context that we find ourselves in, we're going to be, as 2 Corinthians says, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, with we're, 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 we're the aroma, of, we're the smell of life for some people, but the stench of death for others. So that's our reality as we're serving. Um, in that context, so I think that's, that's the truth of what is shared and that could become difficult, but I think also we're also called to, to, to be thankful and to walk abounded in thanksgiving and God and his kindness, uh, you know, has just always triggered that with me through his word and through conversation through people. So keeping at the forefront, the evidences of his grace uh, and that could be, you know, in the context of serving where, you know, th- th- there's no. You know, in my selfishness, I want people to say that I'm doing a good job or I want to be affirmed in that. But but I'm not doing it for me and I'm not doing it for, for my affirmation. And I'm just thankful that I can. I have a God that, that, that calls me to serve him in that way. So I think gratitude has been helpful for me in those terms. But also, I think at the same time, our weariness and serving can happen because of our, our heart, but also can happen because... Because we we may be carrying on doing things that may not be right to carry on with, at certain times. And I think I think I being able to sit down with people and being open with people and ask people to to speak in is this right for me to continue? And and not trying to deal with these things in isolation, but in the community that God has called us to be part of. And and I think that's the other thing is, I think we sometimes think that our, our service and our ministry is what we do individually when we're called to be a people and we do that together and we do that as a body. So in 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 light of that there's the gratitude but also this is a communal thing that we get to do and people can help talk in so from my own personal experience when it's been difficult i'm just thankful that god's put people around me to speak into that and 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 also he's prodded me through scripture in different ways to to constantly be seeking to be grateful for for what he's done for me and i think that 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 um that helps me in my service especially when it's difficult
1: Steve, you're, you're serving there in uh, Cornerstone Church, Liverpool, but you're also involved in the Acts 29 movement. That will be new wording for some. Tell us about the Acts 29 movement and how that uh, continues to serve other places.
0: Yeah, Acts 29 is a global church planting network. that's about 25 years old now. And Acts 29's heart is to to support churches and help churches plant churches. Um, in all different kinds of areas, and one of the key things that we do is to work with churches and help them assess people that they're going to be sending uh, to 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 plant churches all all over the world. And uh, I've been involved in that since 2010. Actually, and I were of great help to me um, personally and to our church. And now my current role is that I oversee uh, the work of Acts 29 in, in Great Britain and Ireland, and I'm part of a European team as well. Um, you know, church planting um is is one of the key ways in which the lord the the church i think is the primary way by which we reach people so we need to see more churches in in places where there aren't churches and so my heart is for revitalization and my heart is to see new churches planted and that's the hope that Acts 29 can be a catalyst for that can be an encouragement for that and can help churches plant in lots of different areas uh, in, in in different ways
1: uh steve is there a particular model or approach do you typically send a, a, a small number of people do you uh, need an evangelist how, how, what what sort of approach do you typically take
0: i think i think it's it's different in different contexts so if you're you know if you're planting in a you know some churches will send you know 30 40 50 people they might send a full-time pastor in some context it's a guy going in with his family on his own and, and parachuting into an area and, and reaching people in in some context it's bivocational um and i think there are different models i think we can plant by having multi congregations and we can plant by having completely independent uh, congregations in different contexts and the context also changes so as we walk with churches and help them to assess and assess church plants we're looking at the whole picture we're looking at them their family we're looking at the church we're looking at their vision we're looking at the context that they're going into we're we're weighing up experience and 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 any any issues so it's really in depth and we we walk and coach and and help them um figure out how best to do that and there have been occasions where we've we've said maybe this isn't the right time for you and maybe wait and, and 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 explore different opportunities so it's not that there is one model it's it you know the there are lots of different ways of planting churches, I think. So therefore, but it's helping that we are walking in, in in biblical health for the leader and for the church in order to see healthy churches planted. You know, if a leader isn't healthy, there's a very good chance his church isn't going to be. So, so and, and leaderships are, aren't healthy. So part of our work is trying to help them walk um, in that context as well.
1: Uh, and and Steve, some would perceive whether this is accurate or not that the so-called working class parts of Britain uh, are struggling more, and, and certainly geographically, the north of England tends to have fewer churches per head of population than than the south. Any thoughts on on the you know whether whether that ought to be a, a focus for the UK church?
0: Yeah, well, I so. I, I, I want to be careful to say a focus because I'm, my, you know, I, I, I'd i rather sort of say that, you know, Paul said I've become all things to all people so that by, you know, all means that some may be saved. So my 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 take is the demographic is human beings. So we want to be reaching middle class, working class and all those contexts, but mm-hmm. you're right in saying that the the North especially and within the poorer communities within the north there are less churches and there are but there are lots of smaller churches that are dying as well so the opportunity is not just for planting it's also from revitalization right, right. And i think the question is and maybe the challenge to some extent is that the ministry in those contexts is very different now i i'm cautious about using the word hard because I, because um Ministry is hard in all contexts. You know, if you're in a middle class area, it's hard to engage with people. Hmm. Now, you know, to get behind their gates, to get behind their doors, um, but it may be easier to live there. Whereas right. in the context of a, of a of a of a of a community that is difficult, you, lots of people will live out their lives in front of others. So therefore, the, the ministry needs and the engagement, um, as much as it on on could be chaotic you're able to to step in to some extent but to live in those contexts is particularly difficult for lots of di- different reasons so again like I said before you know it we' you know we're called to carry the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and for some that will be living in particular areas that are on a human level that we may not choose to to go but we need to see churches planted in those communities we need people willing to live and stay there for the long term I say to my staff and in our context and we're like in a middle class that meets working class. So we're a proper melting pot as a, as a community. And, and and I said, look, what we need in our context, we need you to be, to have a 30-year a mindset with your bags packed at the door. So what I mean by that is it's 30 years. Everything you're doing is for the long game. Your relationship's for the long game. But also recognizing that the Lord could move you on. Whereas right. I think we're, we're yeah, recognizing that he could. So my bags are packed. I don't really want to pick them up because I want to be here. But if the Lord says go, I've got to go. So but I'm having this mindset, but I think we're living in a world that is it's all about just the next thing, the next thing, and even in the Christian world, so people aren't putting down roots till maybe they're older, and often those roots may not be in the in the in these particular communities because it's harder. It's bringing up your children, it's particular schools, it's all these sorts of things that people consider in life, uh, which are important things to be considering. but 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 the reality is this, there are communities all over our country where there are no churches, that means there are many people going to hell. So therefore, do we hear the call of going and planting? And for some, the call is to go to those communities. But I think the call for all is to be praying for and supporting financially, if we're able to as churches particularly, to see the work in those particular areas um, flourish and grow. And for us to believe, for us to believe that in, in all communities, and particularly the communities where people may be less educated, that God can and will use them and raise up leaders amongst them to plant other churches in their communities. I've seen it. I've been part of it by God's grace and part of other ministries around uh, the country where we're seeing that and the connection through Acts 29 and other other ministries as well, particularly in Scotland. and 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 the Lord is is saving people that are on human terms we would would not believe for a minute that he could and he is and now they're elders and they're leading and they're women's workers and doing children's ministry we we need to be doing all that we can to make sure that these communities don't become forgotten
1: steve it's fabulous i think it's a wonderful place to finish so uh, thank you so much so the book again is uh the word uh the book's called Serve. It's published by the Good Book Company. So very grateful to you for for all that you've shared. And um, obviously people can find the book either via Amazon or via the Good Book Company itself. So, yeah. Thank you. It was lovely to chat with Steve Robinson, the pastor of Cornerstone Church in Liverpool, uh, about his book, Serve. Uh, The book, again, Serve by the Good Book Company. And uh, I'm sure that would be a valuable read. And as Steve suggests, something you can give to those who are new Christians within your congregation uh it was fascinating to chat to steve i loved his sense of enthusiasm for his work uh i love that little phrase that uh jesus promised us a cross and not a cushion uh to describe the fact that sometimes service is going to be tough and it's going to be hard work and that's no reason to give up but he also mentioned of course that there are occasions where part of our lack of energy and enthusiasm is because uh, maybe a season is coming to an end maybe God has got other things for us to do. So uh, part of the challenge of leadership, of course, is to work out when uh, we just need to plow on in what we're doing and when we actually need to take a step aside and say, Lord, uh, what else have you got for me that uh, might uh, fire up my energy in a different kind of way? Uh, Steve mentioned the Acts 29 movement. And uh, if you go to uh, the Acts 29 website, you can see more details of their work worldwide. And if you click on Europe, uh, you'll see a picture of Steve, Bearded Steve, uh, who heads up GB and Ireland elements of the Acts 29 work. So I'm Andy Peck. It's been my joy to host this show and look forward to your company again very soon. Thanks for tuning in.
0: You've been listening to The Profile in association with Premier Christianity magazine.